Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. -head. This week, Josh and Jory are going head-to-head, -head, concluding our three-part draft battle tournament to determine which host has the best debates. The topic for today's episode was a mystery for the week between recordings. Josh and Jory both went in blind. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis. Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Here we are with the conclusion to the draft tournament. This is going to be epic. We've got week one winner, Jory, who beat Alden in a head-to-head -head match, debating sequels better than the original, and Josh, who got the leg up over me in the coming-of-age sports movies. <laughs> now, today... Josh and Jory are going to go head to head. Alden, you want to announce what they're going to be debating? Oh, man. So this was a hard choice, as in not at all. They're going to be debating the best video game movies. Um, oh, oh, no. Okay. There are 40 video game movies. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, wait a minute. I'm trying to think of 40 video game movies. I feel like I could name, like, maybe 10. And now you guys have the ability to look at our curated list. Oh, no. Holy shit. They're each going to have to draft 20 movies alternating. There's only 40 movies to choose from. So today, it's going to be a little less about who has the better list, but who has the least worst list. I think this is going to be a very very interesting episode i don't even know where the fuck to begin i'm in, i'm impressed guys this was a this was a good surprise yeah so this was an idea we had been bouncing around as an episode for a while or like maybe doing like a top 10 or something i think this is the format to do this topic i think it's gonna get really interesting toward the bottom of this list bro it's gonna be interesting after the first like three picks <laughs> like after that <laughs> then it's gonna, like, all of these movies are fucking garbage <laughs> Well, I made a top 20 list that I stand by uh, as kind of to see who had more or less of my top 20 as one factor in judging today's uh, episode. I can confidently say they won't have a decent top 10. <laughs> yeah. All right. Have you guys uh, collected your thoughts enough to start this or do you uh, do you need me and Alden to buy some time? I'm just going to go for it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Let's just. Oh, man, I, I, need, I need to drink more. Oh no. I'm going to let Josh go first because I think that uh episode was a little bit closer and I think uh think he should uh get the uh number 2 seed advantage. Okay. Josh, what is the best video game movie? I would like to go with my own personal taste on what the best one is, but I also do not know how the panel feels. I need to be I need to play it very safe. Don't think too hard. Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. Interesting. Josh, why do you think Detective Pikachu works as a video game movie? It does a lot of great things with the Pokemon brand that I don't think a lot of people thought was actually like going to work. Uh, when this movie was announced, I don't think anyone really gave a shit or thought that like, oh, this is actually going to be, this is actually going to show Pokemon live action that actually looks cool. It's a fun movie. At the end of the day, that's kind of what video game movies have missed. A lot of them, I think, on this list are very boring. At least with Detective Pikachu, I walked out of it where, like, I didn't feel like I wasted two hours of my life. I enjoyed it. Is it the best movie in the world? No. But when it comes to these video game movies, the accuracy of the Pokemon and um, just the all-around entertainment you could get out of it, 
I think um, is very satisfying. So Josh took Detective Pikachu. Jory, what is your number one video game movie? My number one video game movie is Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo versus Mew. I'm kind of glad that Josh picked Detective Pikachu this early because it allows me to bounce off of a lot of what he was just saying. I think that a lot of the audience that uh, the Detective Pikachu movie was trying to cater towards was not, in fact, Pokemon's younger fans, as you would first assume. But I think that it was fans of this movie that saw it when it was in theaters, because this movie was an event. This movie came out when Pokemon was at the height of its popularity in the 90s. It managed to expand on the lore, introducing the character of Mewtwo, who's been a fan favorite and like an icon of the series ever since. A character who serves as like one of the main antagonistic forces of the newest Pokemon movie, which just came out. Everything that Josh was saying about like most of these movies being like bad or boring, I don't think that those are criticisms that you can really weigh at this one. There were many animated Pokemon movies that came after it, but all of them were chasing the same brand of success that this one was. And they might have surpassed it later, but the precedent that it set was just amazing. Alden and I got the idea for this list based off of a uh, Rotten Tomatoes like ranked. So all the movies that had more than 20 reviews that are video game movies uh, were ranked in order. And there were like five more animated Pokemon movies that had theatrical releases. And I didn't feel comfortable having more than one on this list. And I think this, this was the right one to have on that phenomenon side. I mean, this was the peak popularity of Pokemon when this came out. And uh, although we were a little young to probably experience that, I think you're right about the Detective Pikachu audience. I, I, I don't know. Alden, what's your take on these, these first round picks? I'm honestly not too surprised. I kind of thought one of them might pick Sonic the Hedgehog instead of Detective Pikachu. There's only a few places left for Sonic the Hedgehog to go. Yeah. I think Jory's bold take of Pokemon the first movie is is very, very interesting way to start this off. Josh, with your number two. I'm going to go with a personal pick. I'm going to go with Tomb Raider 2018 as my second overall pick. Okay. This was the first movie that personally I watched where I was like, okay, this is good. In the video game genre, it's it's a movie that I sat and had fun. Adventure-like entertainment, which is like, that's a genre we don't get a lot of good movies out of this decade, I feel like, when it comes to that like Indiana Jones-type feel. And I feel like Tomb Raider has a lot of those elements, and it does it fine. I forget her name, but the actress who played Laura Croft. Alicia uh, Vikander. I thought she was great. Yeah, she's in your top movie of the decade. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, well, top sci-fi movie of the decade. Oh, of course, my bad. I don't know if this is a hot take or not. I think she brings a little more emotion than uh, Angelina Jolie's character. Just a little more depth. Just thought it was a better performance overall than the two movies, uh, than the two original Tomb Raider movies. I was expecting this one in the top three. I'm glad that you uh, have it on your list, Josh. Jory, to you with number two. I'm going to go with another... Uh semi-normie pick here and i'm gonna go with the sonic the hedgehog 2020 there it is so this movie is in contention for best picture i think that's something we need to point out <laughs> yeah none of these other movies were up for best picture up there with trolls world <laughs> tour and bad boys for life that's a tough uh, selection to be honest what's the academy gonna do as a response to parasite <laughs> anyway sonic the hedgehog this movie was surprising in a number of ways like josh was saying earlier about uh, detective pikachu how nobody really expected it to be like as decent as that movie was this movie its initial trailer infamous 
like holy shit i feel like there are very few movies that can boast having the notoriety after its first trailer that the sonic the hedgehog movie did all of it negative because of the initial design for sonic which then went on to interestingly enough make them go back and change the movie and it ended up working out great jim carrey gives a pretty entertaining performance as uh dr robotnik dr eggman whatever you want to call him it really does yeah it's the best he's been since like the late 90s early 2000s i think this movie was very entertaining and it ended up being more of a solid comedy than a movie that tried to be like oh check out all of our video game references which i appreciated what really surprises me about sonic the hedgehog is it had everything against it sonic hasn't had a good game in like 15 years it seems like the progression of this character died with the sega dreamcast dying and sega not being a competitor in the video game market i also feel like this script feels like something that should have been made like 15 years ago and casting Jim Carrey felt like something that would have happened about 15, 20 years ago. So all of this accumulating into the perfect storm that is a February 2020 release. I think Sonic the Hedgehog is going to go down in video game moving hi movie history. I think it's a solid top two choice. You know, now that you said that, the more and more I'm thinking of it, the more and more this movie does feel like something that just should have come out in like 2001, but for some reason released in 2020. Yeah, it's wild. It really is. Everything down to James Marsden as like the hero sidekick. Like, yeah, this is wild. This is straight up wild. Insane. Do you have expectations for the sequel now because this movie was so good and they kind of hint at the end that there's going to be more of the Sonic beloved, like the beloved Sonic ensemble? Or do you think that this is just lightning in a bottle and they will never be able to catch it again? I don't think it's lightning in the bottle because to be honest, there's nothing really that special about the movie. It's just like a decent comedy. I think it's pretty funny and there are some like standout performances in it that I like, which is comforting in a way because it feels like i don't really have to raise my expectations for the sequel if these movies are going to continue to come out and just be consistently entertaining like that i'm all for it and josh uh going on to tomb raider do you think that we're going to see a tomb raider follow-up do you think that there's more for this this franchise yeah i think this franchise has can potentially like get better and could go down as like a really solid video game movie franchise that like no other franchise is really done unless you count the resident evil movies which i'm sure we'll get to but um yeah you will yeah we have to i've got very strong opinions on that franchise so i'm excited to see who picks what i don't <laughs> oh boy um but yeah i hope there's a tomb raider too i i, I would definitely see it alden what are your thoughts here on the round two picks pretty solid but i also remember at least one of them saying that sonic was better than detective pikachu so it was weird to hear josh say detective pikachu first i think it was a like a like a double negative meta pick because he knew jory had a good case for it based on our kill fuck mary uh, video from this spring right that i want to fuck detective pikachu <laughs> He wants, he wants Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu to be his daddy, like at the end of the movie. Yeah, exactly that. I want him to fill the father figure role that's been empty in my life. I just want, I just got a very safe first pick. Yeah, it is. Yeah, with a list like this, I don't blame him at all. <laughs> what is your number three? My number three overall pick is going to be another movie that came out very recently. I'm going to draft Rampage. Interesting. I really like this movie. It's probably, uh, probably a lot of people going into it will not even know that it's based on a video game, which could be a factor against it. But I also think that could be a step forward where 
you don't have to rely on brand recognition. Yeah, you don't have to rely on that to get an entertaining movie out of it or an interesting concept. Love The Rock. I mean, charismatic as fuck. Said it last week during the game plan. The action in that I thought was pretty decent. As we kind of get lower in the list, I'm probably going to use the word ironically a lot because I ironically like a lot of scenes in Rampage. Fun monster movie that I really wasn't expecting much out of in the first place, but I was entertained when I saw it in uh, in theaters with you, actually, Nate. Yeah, this decade, we're actually getting a lot of these uh, kaiju giant monster movies. How do you think this holds up to some of those we've seen this decade, or this past decade, I should say? Because now we're we're in the new frontier in 2020. I think it's going to go down as one of the more underrated ones. I can imagine this one getting like kind of a cult following in a couple of years. I think it all depends um, how Godzilla versus King Kong does. If it's going to be a huge success, then I think Rampage will really fall under the radar. But if it's a bro moment, I think people are going to look back and be like, nah, Rampage, that was the good one. Is Dave and Buster's got a new Rampage arcade game? Interesting. Yeah. Another cool thing that came out of Rampage, uh, I don't know if you guys remember the uh, trivia game show on your phone, HQ. They had an entire special hosted by Dwayne The Rock Johnson where they were giving away $500,000. I didn't win, but I participated. <laughs> I did too. Whatever happened to that? Did it end or like is it still going on and depressing? I think it ended. I'm pretty sure it's still going on, but once my like app just start, stopped working, it kept crashing every time I tried to open it. I just didn't bother with it again. I know I just uninstalled it because I was sick of like seeing those notifications every night. Like I don't fucking want to play HQ right now. <laughs> All right, Jory, what is your number three video game movie? My number three video game movie is Mortal Kombat. Oh, fuck yeah, it is. Thank goodness this made the top five. This movie, it's interesting because to me, this movie almost has its cake and eats it too with like being a dumb action movie but also being like a so bad it's good movie with just like a bunch of ridiculous shit about it. I don't even know how to articulate my thoughts on this, but I feel like the best point that I have for it is I think that it's a really interesting case. None of these other movies that are available for us to pick on this list, the movie gets like kind of accepted into canon the way that Mortal Kombat is. Like in the newest uh, entry, Mortal Kombat 11, a bunch of characters are modeled off of their movie counterparts, like specifically Shang Tsung and they play a bunch of lip service to stuff that happens in the movie and it's just really cool to see especially for something that was considered dead in the water after its sequel came out yeah we'll be talking about that sequel a little bit down the line any other franchise I think that we would just see like a complete disregard of the movie, but it's really cool to see a company like embrace that part of the canon. One of the biggest uh, critiques for the film is that it shied away from having an R rating, despite the game being one of the reasons we have an M rating to this day. Do you think that that hurts the movie or helps the movie that it decided to go for this this slightly younger audience, PG-13? I think that it helps the movie that it decided to go for a slightly younger audience because, oh, Mortal Kombat that we want the iconic we want the fatalities we want the gore but i think that they were smart in deciding not to give it a full r rating because they really knew their audience at the time that was like prepubescent and teenage boys 
for the most part. I feel like it would have been a hard sell to make it like the biggest movie of the summer if it was like this R-rated gore fest and we were trying to get a bunch of young kids in to see it, especially with the public relations at the time being like, holy shit, this extremely violent video game is gonna like cause our kids to go out and murder people. That and um, I believe like Wolfenstein in the original Doom were the big proponents for the M rating because... For the ESRB as a as a uh, thing like that organization didn't exist before exactly mortal kombat is a very very interesting uh movie personally would have it a lot higher than or i guess you can't say a lot but i would have had it closer to the top for me but i'm really happy to see it as one of the first six picks alden what's your thoughts of of round three rampage versus mortal kombat i don't know i was a little surprised by it i haven't seen mortal kombat to be fair and i haven't seen rampage either but i know a lot about the game and the movie mortal kombat's on netflix yeah dude you should definitely watch it it's a lot of fun the theme song holy shit mortal kombat's theme song song is pretty dope that theme song is epic directed by paul ws anderson my favorite paul anderson josh what is your number four pick we're only at number four okay yeah i feel the same way <laughs> i'm gonna draft the angry birds movie two interesting uh why do you think angry birds movie two succeeds more than the first one and why do you think it's a good video game movie i have not seen it okay i looked up both uh metacritic and ron tomato scores for both movies and this one has a 73 percent on ron tomatoes and a 60 percent on metacritic that as i spoke about it's rare for these video game movies to get a sequel so i think that is impressive it's out of my demographic i did not see this movie we know i have i've avoided anim animated movies since 2010 i guess it seems like kids like it so hey that's half of that's more than half of the video game audience as someone who is a bit of an angry birds uh movie uh snob <laughs> i am kind of perplexed by the fact that angry birds movie 2 has a higher uh rotten tomatoes score I, I think it's a fine movie. First one is uh, a lot more entertaining and a lot more of a uh, kind of, it exceeded my expectations. Once that first Angry Birds movie was like announced, I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking terrible. So I went and I saw it ironically. And it turns out to have been, I think it was the same summer as like Finding Dory. It turned out to be one of the best animated movies of that summer. I think only Captain Underpants was better. The second one is is a fine follow-up to it and goes a little bit further in terms of its sense of humor tries to do a little bit of that like uh ironic kind of meta lego movie stuff but there was a little bit of that in the first one enough to make it entertaining for adults and children alike i think this is a bold spot for it i uh, i appreciate your take the way you describe the second one it sounds like i would like that one a lot more if it's more ironic with its jokes the pigs set up this giant like castle or whatever they have all these portraits which are just movie posters and so they have like it's like Silence of the Hams, Hamlet, and it's like, it's like there's some great memes in that in that scene. <laughs> I, I think they're both very fun movies, and I, I'm glad that they're not getting put at the bottom of this list. Jory, what is your number four? If the theme of the fourth slot is going to be secondhand opinions, which I feel like it's going to have to be that way as we go on for most of this, I'm going to pick Resident Evil 2002 because of one man in particular's take on this movie. Mr. James Cameron says that this is his favorite uh, guilty pleasure movie. Okay. And I have not seen these movies. As far as I can tell, they're kind of like just like dumb action movies, which to me doesn't really fit the branding. It would go on to fit the branding more as the 
tone of the game started to move in that direction with entries like five and six. Yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. I agree. I think that uh, Resident Evil 2002 is the most like uh, guilty pleasure out of all of them for me. It's the one that I uh, ironically like, or I unironically like the most. I don't really know if I would place it this high, but I don't know if you if the James Cameron. Uh, validation does it for you then i think this is a fine spot he's raised the bar once again i think he said something about putting mila jovovich in avatar 2 oh my god which would be epic that's why he was talking about resident evil he was like this movie is my favorite mia you're in alden between angry birds movie 2 and resident evil 2002 uh how do you how do you feel about round four are we starting to slip into movies you thought would be at the bottom yeah kind of <laughs> the sequel to Angry Birds? Bro, I don't know. Josh, I feel the same way. <laughs> I did watch the first one and it was a mess, but I don't think it was that bad. Is the second one as good? It's it's more of the same. I would say it's not quite as good, but I mean it's it's real they're they're close. They're very close. I don't know why the Rotten Tomato score is significantly higher for the second one. <laughs> uh josh what is your number five i'm gonna continue the trend of movies i've not seen because i don't want to go into my guilty pleasures yet interesting strategy <laughs> i feel like i want this movie on my side i'm gonna draft warcraft all right Ooh, i love warcraft good choice <laughs> that's what i thought i know a lot of people find this movie very slept on it's not the most critically acclaimed i remember seeing the trailer as somebody who's not played Warcraft, I remember being like, damn, maybe this is the one because this was pre-Tomb Raider, pre-Detective Pikachu, where I thought this genre was going to always be dead. Yeah, I thought they got the art style like dead on from the trailers. I also haven't played any of these games or seen the movie. My expectations for this movie were really, really low because the lore of Warcraft is a freaking mess. And they do a very good job of making this giant fantasy world a digestible two and a half hour long action movie. I think it does fall victim to being a little too girthy of, a, of an endeavor. But considering the source material, I'm surprised this movie doesn't have like three sequels yet. It did extremely well overseas. It was one of the highest grossing movies of that year in China. It's a very, very underrated movie. It's a very bold choice for top five. And I I respect it a lot. I just went by historical reference. I, I did... I did remember like unconsciously that it did make a lot of money overseas yeah i hope there's more to come because I, I genuinely enjoyed this movie uh fun fact about this uh they released a limited edition mike and ike's hot tamales crossover in a warcraft themed box <laughs> for the remember. release of this movie i remember that I, every shift i'd buy like two or three of those with my discount and i had a collection of them i thought it was one of the best movie theater candies of all time if anyone at cinemark corporate is hearing this please bring back the warcraft hot tamales mike and i crossover it was the best crossover event of summer 2016 yes i'm adding uh x-men apocalypse captain america civil war and Batman v Superman, Mike and Ike's Hot Tamales make it a movie. Yeah, for real. Warcraft came out the same time as X-Men Apocalypse. I think they came out the same day. Yeah. Yeah, I think they came out the same day also. And I saw both of them that weekend. I think I just skipped that weekend. Yeah, I didn't I didn't go to see Warcraft, and yet the theater still handed me like a voucher for something in the game. Yeah, they were trying to burn through those. I remember having to hand those out. They, they gave us a lot. They gave us like thousands and only a couple hundred games that, that weekend. Jory, what is your number five pick? 
Dude, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I think that the biggest issue is I've already picked every movie I've seen. <laughs> oh, you've seen three movies. In the most part, I'm like, I don't need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. I mean, I could come out here with like the next movie I've seen and say Silent Hill Revelation, but I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'd wait a while for that one if you don't mind my uh, input. Uh, I'm going to go with Doom here. Whoa, interesting. It's got The Rock. It's got Carl Urban. How bad could a movie with The Rock and Carl Urban be? That's what I'm going to say about a movie later on with a certain actor in it. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say about like all these fucking movies, Josh. We're not even out of the top five, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm struggling to form an opinion. Cast awesome the scene where the rock goes into the room picks up the bfg and says shit awesome what more do i gotta say uh well, how do you feel about the uh first person sequences it was before things like hardcore henry and kind of uh kind of groundbreaking for 2005 yes groundbreaking i agree there's a couple movies i probably would be picking over over doom but given the fact you haven't seen anything left <laughs> i think this is a this is a good choice i agree with you the cast pretty solid the budget was a little lower than it probably should have been. Yeah, only $65 million I'm seeing. I see that it made uh, $58.8 million USD, so it just shy. Yeah, they didn't really advertise them to be particularly well, so I bet they were close to breaking uh, even domestically. I mean, you know, off by, what, $6.5 million, and then that international money is where they raked it in. Uh, both of your guys' number fives are huge uh international successes uh not so much here in the states alden uh between warcraft and doom uh how do you feel <laughs> i haven't seen either i think we're gonna get to the point where you guys have not seen it, uh, almost any of these movies don't worry we're there eight of these 40 movies i've seen 36 that's insane I hate myself. Uh, let me count real quick. Yeah, Nate, why? Some of them are some of them are good. Some of them are really slept on, and there's quite a few slept on movies here. I've seen ten. I've seen seven. I I mean, I'm pretty confident in my top five. Actually, I feel like I drafted well so far. Uh, I think my top four <laughs> was good. If I'm gonna be completely honest, just to give you guys a bit of where I'm standing, Jory has the better top. Five three and josh has uh a more consistent list so far i'll say that that's the name of the game <laughs> i'm next up right number six speaking of consistency i'm gonna now take the first angry birds movie <laughs> thank you i've been waiting <laughs> you mentioned that like you had low expectations for it and like this movie did garter a sequel so obviously there were a lot of positives with it that this is actually like a franchise now outside of a mobile app i mean yeah just look at how far angry birds star wars got in our bracket yeah <laughs> are we just like the biggest angry bird stands in the in the world think about it our generation is the ipod touch generation <laughs> i never had an ipod touch really wow no i had an ipod nano hand me down from my sister that was all like pink and there was a game on there it was like breakout but it was like 360 degrees yeah yeah i remember that that was me. I also had that. And I had a Miranda Cosgrove music video on there that I didn't know how it got there, but used to watch that a lot. Nice. It's a shame that uh, she turned into Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jory, you're number six. I'm going to go with Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Good pick. Good pick. Uh, definitely a better movie than Doom, so I'm glad you got this one. I'm just looking at the cast here, I'm just going to follow the same pattern that I was doing with Doom. We got Jake Gyllenhaal, Ben Kingsley, Alfred Molina. Holy shit. I'd see this movie a minute is that fucking uh what's his name from pirates of the caribbean 
Elizabeth Turner's dad. Jonathan Price is in that. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Josh, have you seen Prince of Persia, Sands of Time? I actually haven't. I think you'd actually like the movie. You were talking earlier about how uh, Tomb Raider is kind of like, uh, you know, a hidden gem amongst the adventure category. Prince of Persia is a little lower quality, obviously. I mean, it did come out almost a decade before. It's definitely a bit more cheesy as a standalone adventure movie there's a lot of like cave exploration a lot of like desert crawling and the uh time travel mechanic is really really cool like they brought that from video game to movie in a very unique way it's one of jake gyllenhaal's most like what the fuck was he thinking movies like <laughs> dude usually is a 10 out of 10 actor he's one of my favorite working actors and then he shows up in this movie and you know he's low-key playing a middle eastern man was this right after zodiac uh this was uh three years after zodiac this movie is like you hear jake gyllenhaal talk about like oh yeah like for a while there i was like losing my path and it's like you see this and you're like oh i see yeah he's doing it again now showing up in these garbage ass marvel movies he's just trying to make money now he's like whatever the academy didn't like nightcrawler i'll just make some fucking money he was so good at night Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's fantastic. Nightcrawler's awesome. That's the best video game movie. Nightcrawler's my favorite X-Men movie. <laughs> Nightcrawler was definitely a gamer. I believe it. Uh, Nightcrawler is the best movie uh, about driving down the streets of Los Angeles late at night since Drive. Yeah. Yeah. The best movies about LA traffic. La La Land. <laughs> Zodiac. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. There's some good there's some good movies there. That we we actually hang on, let me put that in future episodes real quick. Best movies about LA traffic. All right, so which of us live in LA? None of us. Okay, cool. We can bring Julie back. That's true. I'm drafting the elephant in the room. What video game is that? I'm taking the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, dude, good choice. It's in my personal top five. What a great, like, ironic film it is. John Leguizamo is Luigi. <laughs> the hype was real. Like you like I none of us grew up during this time but like you hear stories how kids would read through the nintendo magazine and all you see is mario brothers movie and it's like holy shit that's actually gonna be a thing was it this movie or the wizard that was the one where they like premiered super mario brothers 3 that's the wizard wait a minute why isn't the wizard on this list because it's not based on a video game it's just about a kid that wanted to win the nintendo world championship yeah yeah movies about video games would be a much better list but no we're doing uh movies based off video games <laughs> <laughs> based movies i think the super mario bros movie is super super underrated it is not a good adaptation of the video game but it certainly tries has a lot of fun has some cool kind of blade runner-esque aesthetics which is really really wild um the production designer is the same production designer from blade runner what they definitely took a creative approach to making this movie happen and we are yet to get a follow-up in any capacity nintendo has never licensed mario for a movie since they uh, recently did yeah they recently did Illumination is making a Super Mario Brothers movie. It has been slated since 2018, and we are yet to see anything about it. I'm cautiously optimistic. This is actually one of the first video game movies, which makes sense because Super Mario Brothers saved the video game industry in 1983 when it first came out. This is a very, very, very good choice for number seven. I like that it. Uh, I like that it adds to the canon that uh, Mario and Luigi's last names are both Mario. Bob Hoskins, John, John Leguizamo. This was perfect casting for these movies i don't know about john leguizamo but bob hoskins yeah i agree john leguizamo but i feel like him as luigi was always like what the fuck 
it's like it's such a good guilty pleasure i like the part where king koopa says monkey see i unironically think it's good i would almost hesitate to call it a guilty pleasure i i don't know about that one nate jory what's your number seven uh my number seven is gonna be lara croft tomb raider great choice yeah that was my next pick as far as movies that were actually successful on this list and were like phenomenons i feel like this movie was the first one that came out at like the right time to actually capitalize on the success of the franchise because even earlier when we were talking about like pokemon and sonic the hedgehog i guess uh mortal Kombat would fit into that category as well but i feel like tomb raider coming out in 2001 like during that ps1 era was like you could play the games and then go straight and see the fucking movie which was just like big and it was a hugely successful blockbuster for its time and it ended up getting a sequel how do you think angelina jolie uh portrays laura croft you know to answer that question i would have had to see the movie nate oh okay but she does look like a ps1 uh, model i will say that gotcha alden what do you think about super mario bros movie versus laura croft tomb raider uh do you think there's one that's significantly better than the other or are you kind of at a loss for words i was waiting for super mario bros you're also based alden <laughs> Lara Croft kind of fits as well, I guess. Josh, what is your number eight video game movie? My number eight video game movie. We're both in the same place, I think, Josh. My movie's lesser than Jory's previous pick, but I also do want this movie on my list. So, yeah, I'm just going to take Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, uh, the sequel. Cradle of Life? Good choice. It's, it's a tough draft pick for me because personally, I don't think it's better than the first one but i still find it entertaining yeah i agree and i also haven't seen it since i was like seven years old so it's a good seven-year-old movie to watch when i was praising tomb raider 2018 and uh I was kind of hating on Angelina Jolie a little bit. I still like her in the role. I think she does a fine job. It was kind of like these movies kind of walked so these future actual good video game movies can run. Is there anything you like more about uh, Cradle of Life to the original or do you think it's just more of the same entirely? I think it's more of the same because these movies kind of blend in together for me. I still find them equally entertaining I, maybe i just like the first one a little bit more because it's the intro to the character yeah i definitely think the first one's more memorable i'm surprised uh when we were doing research for this to find that cradle of life has the higher critical reception uh i thought that was a very interesting uh discovery don't think i've seen it since i was probably eight or nine as well but i have gone back to the first one uh jory numero ocho <laughs> Fuck it, Street Fighter. All right, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I honestly don't really know what to say about this movie. I feel like we're getting into the territory where, like, I want to get the, like, so bad it's good movies out of the way. Because I don't really think this movie is good, but I think that it's certainly entertaining. And I feel like I also have to mention Raul Julia's, uh, I think it was his final performance as M. Bison, which I know that fans of this movie, unironically, appreciate and he is great in the role and like brings something that like nobody else on the cast obviously gave a shit about when doing this movie he took the movie because his kids were big fans of the video games and was like well if my kids like it i probably should should do it i think he really put his heart and soul in the movie he's a great character actor he was awesome as gomez in the adams family movies which we talked about adams family values two weeks ago uh yeah i hate to see someone go so early but it's cool that he went out like he did, you know? Yeah. Do you think they do a good job incorporating the ensemble cast? I mean, Street Fighter was the first fighting video game where people cared about the entire roster. It wasn't just, oh, I want to play as the main dude. I, I want to play as the main girl. It was like, oh, we've got Blanca. We've got Guile. We've got all these, like, 
in between not good not evil characters all competing in this fighting tournament it really paved the way for things like mortal Kombat to go and this movie even came out before what's your what's your take on it my take on it is similar to my take on street fighters characters and story in general the characters themselves in the game i would say a lot more colorful than most of uh, Mortal Kombat's characters. However, the story just is not there for it. Whenever you try to come up with something like, okay, how do we characterize these characters and like see what they're doing? Like it kind of just falls on its face because there's not really anything for them to actually be doing. It kind of tries to go for like a standard like action adventure plot with Jean-Claude Van Damme apparently being Guile. And that's how it really feels with like most of the characters in this movie besides Raul Julia's M. Bison. It's just like, oh, I... I guess you're that person. How do you think it fares to Mortal Kombat the movie? I don't think it holds a candle to it in any way. I wholeheartedly agree. I do think it's a lot of fun though. Pick those guilty pleasures. Pick the ones that you think are entertaining to watch because I think the bottom of this list is going to get really painful in terms of things that I've seen that I would never ever watch again under any circumstance. Things like Street Fighter are a super great camp. Cheesy 90s movies. A, a very solid, respectable choice for the top 10, Jory. Alden, how are you feeling about these top 8s? <laughs> it's It's been a few rounds since we've descended into chaos. <laughs> yeah, it's been four rounds since this became a crapshoot. <laughs> I'm so happy that we did this as a draft battle and not like a ranking. Oh my god, I'd have to watch so many movies I don't want to. Let's be real here, we just wouldn't end up watching them. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh, you're number nine. We're getting close to the top ten. Fuck it, Ratchet and Clank. Okay. Fair enough, John Goodman. This was what you guys said uh, during the PlayStation episode, right? Where, like, the cutscenes were the movie? For the most part, yeah. They added a couple more scenes, but yeah. That's that's very intriguing and very bold of the movie to do. I guess if it's connected to an actual video game, then I guess by default, it's got to be pretty solid because it has to connect to an actual property. Well... See, that's what you would think. I'm with Tori. <laughs> the thing about it, though, is that because the cut scene, the movie and the cutscenes are one and the same, it's not connected to it. It is like what you get when you pop in the game and you play it. For the most part, I don't remember which of them has additional scenes. I think that this movie's existence might have uh, helped out the game's production. So that they could have been like, oh, we'll also pop it in theaters and make some money that way so that we can put a bigger budget into our animation for this. It's the same feel as if you go on YouTube and like look up a popular game and see like the movie and just watch all the cutscenes on it. Like it's not better for it. It's just kind of like, I guess I'm getting like a gimped story here. Starring Paul Giamatti, John Goodman, Bella Thorne, and live action Ahsoka Tano, Rosario Dawson. Potentially live action Ahsoka. Potentially, allegedly. But really what it reminds me of is back in like circa 2009 era YouTube when people would just upload all the cutscenes from a video game. This is Super Smash Bros. Brawl the movie. And then you've got an hour and 10 minutes of cutscenes. You're like, wow, that was a good movie. I could just play the game. That's pretty much Ratchet and Clank. At the end of the day, Ratchet and Clank is not worth watching. I remember like working at the movie theater and seeing the trailer for it and being like, wait a second, this is a movie? Yeah, I thought the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, they're, they're doing a video game trailer at the movie. That's pretty neat. And then like three months later, the movie's out in theaters and I'm like, any is anyone seeing this? And my boss was like, we sold 40 tickets. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, for me, this movie out of everything on this list is the most like you might as well just play the game. Jory. Numero nine. All right, then. If we're going to talk about guilty pleasure movies, I guess we're going to have to start talking about Yui Bowl at some point. 
Uh, I don't know. Mm, yeah, maybe top ten isn't the <laughs> maybe hold up best place for that. I've never even heard of this Legend of Chun Li movie. Um, in some other news, Joe Rogan has Ben Shapiro on the Joe Rogan Experience right now. I just got that notification. <laughs> what is Ben Shapiro's stance on masks? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> he's probably for it. I think he's a smart enough guy to know yeah but if he's trying to appease to his audience college campuses are opening up soon if he's gonna school some people seeking higher education he's gonna have to adhere to their guidelines yeah he had rogue one at number three he's not appeasing to his audience <laughs> maybe he is i think he might be <laughs> fuck it i'm gonna go with hitman uh the first one yeah the first one there's more than one just because i think it's really interesting that uh timothy oliphant is agent 47 it is very interesting and that's all i gotta say about it oh shit when you drafted hitman i thought you were talking about hitman agent 47 i thought that was the only one that existed no that's the new one that's the sequel or reboot I don't know. I think it's both. Yeah, who knows? Alden, do you have any thoughts on Ratchet and Clank versus Hitman? <laughs> <laughs> what a weird matchup. Get used to it. <laughs> At least you picked the, the first one rather than the Agent 47. Yeah, they're both bad, but <laughs> Hitman here at number nine, I, I get it. There's some decent action sequences. The direction is certainly stronger than this, the the whatever agent 47 the lady that plays diana her name is angela angela baby but like all one word i think that that's interesting i think she's a musical artist it says that she was on the soundtrack yes speaking of musical artists and movies need for speed musical artist in that movie yeah kid cootie's in it kid cuddy oh kid cuddy yeah that's his name yeah don't give josh a reason to pick his number 10 josh what's your number 10 god damn it my number 10 was need for speed <laughs> um and i have not seen the movie but i saw aaron paul's in it i'm like hey my panel likes that guy i like the uh the meme of him screaming from it yeah <laughs> i love how he just drives off the set of breaking bad to arrive <laughs> in a need for speed the only memory i've had of that movie is i was at the movie theater seeing something else and a friend from high school came up to me and he had still had like his 3d glasses on he's like dude i just went in and saw need for speed that shit was dope so i'm like okay it pleased that audience my biggest memory of this movie is how it made aaron paul like swole for no reason in like the last half of the last season of breaking bad <laughs> like you go back and watch that show after the point where hank discovers that walt is uh heisenberg you just look at jesse and he's just like swole <laughs> Yo, you're supposed to be depressed. What the fuck happened to you? He's kidnapped by neo-Nazis and just doing pull-ups all day. <laughs> it's super noticeable when, um, and I think uh, the third to last episode, they have that flashback of the first time that they cooked together. And you see him in the outfits that he wears in season one, and you're just like, something's different about you, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse was straight up snorting whey protein powder. Got off the crystal meth and got on the protein. You know who didn't get swole between, uh, Breaking Bad and El Camino. Who? Jesse Plemons, man. I hope he's okay. <laughs> he got swole, but in the opposite direction. I, I hope it wasn't coke bloat. The dude looked fucked up. Um, I think he has just been putting on weight since he got married. He's in a lot of great movies. He's got some good stuff coming up too. He's he's a great actor. 
I remember he was looking a little bigger when he showed up in Fargo season three, sort of closer to Breaking Bad than El Camino was. But oh my God, when he was in El Camino. I want to see him do more comedies. He's so good in Game Night. He was so good in Like Mike. Wait a second. He was in The Irishman. Uh, Jimmy Hoffa's son, I think. Chucky O'Brien, I'm seeing. It's his son in yeah. Yeah, he's got a big career ahead of him pun intended <laughs> Tori, what's your number 10 we just mentioned the irishman martin scorsese the departed uh mark Wahlberg, max Payne. bold choice i think it's a good call do you like it beyond uh the beyond the fact that mark Wahlberg's in it is there anything notable to you uh not really my biggest memory of this movie is uh in the movie theater that i always used to go to as a kid there was a giant poster for max Payne up like what for what felt like two or three years i hear this movie's got a pretty big cult following it might be just the marky mark stands but i don't know it's interesting that uh sam lake is credited as a writer and not just as like uh created by he might have actually had some input because if i'm not mistaken the opening scene is straight up the opening scene from the uh the game but then it just derails like it, it just becomes something else which i think a lot of people were kind of perturbed by interesting chris o'donnell is in this movie and so is ludicrous so need for speed versus max Payne, both are kind of super dumb action movies and pretty entertaining i think if need for speed was a fast and the furious movie i'd probably think it's like in the top five fast and furious movies which might sound weird yeah that doesn't really sound like a compliment <laughs> no i mean it's about as close as we're gonna get with the bottom half of this list so let me have it yeah that's fair <laughs> <laughs> Max Payne was a prequel to Pain and Gain, directed by Michael Bay. If we get to Michael Bay movies, Pain and Gain's going a little too high on my list. Pain and Gain is going really high on my list as well. Are we just all Pain and Gain stands? It's gonna be like the meme where it's like, no, you can't laugh at a comedy about real-life murders. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> fingerprints, goats. Number 11. We are now out of the top 10. Five movies in my top 20, so we've drafted 20 movies now. There are five movies, a fourth of them, that have not been picked yet. That's my tip. Huh. I feel like this should be the part where I pick a Resident Evil movie. I feel in the same way. <laughs> but which one do I pick? Which one does Nate like just based on the title? Um, there is only one Resident Evil movie in my top 20. And now that we're out of the top 10, I feel safe to just draft Assassin's Creed. Oh my god. I'm surprised that movie took as long as it did to get selected. I didn't hear anything about that movie after it came out, so I was very scared about it. It had a lot of hype. People were like, this is going to be the first good video game movie. Michael Fassbender's at the peak of his career. And then Assassin's Creed and X-Men Apocalypse came out in the same year, and it hasn't been seen since. Just from Michael Fassbender alone, I was definitely way more into the hype of this movie than the actual film. Wonderful actors for the movie. You got Jeremy Irons, Michael Fassbender, Marion Cultiard, like this should have been a masterpiece. Justin Kurzel. Wait a second. This is the same guy that directed the 2015 Macbeth. What the fuck was happening? Out of the 2015 Macbeth, they were like, let's make Assassin's Creed. Yo, Michael Fassbender also produced this film. He thought it was going to print money. I remember hearing about him in interviews. He took a cut of his pay to produce the movie. Two wins and one nomination. Golden Trailer Awards and the Yoga Awards. Okay. The Yoga Awards? Best yoga scene in a movie? Yeah, it's for uh, Most Overexposed Actor, and Jeremy Irons won for Batman v Superman, La Correspondenza, High Rise, The Man Who Knew Infinity, and Race. This movie isn't even on here. Why is it credited? Because he was also in that movie that same year. I suppose, but I feel like they should at least list it. That's a fun category. Most Overexposed Actor of the Year. 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson would have like four of those. Let's follow the Yoga Awards. That's the new. That's the new Oscars in my book. At least the Yoga Awards aren't racist. I don't know that I could consider that uh, white people uh, appropriating cultures that aren't theirs from uh, Hinduism. It's pretty racist, if you ask me, Nate. It's pretty problematic. Really, I thought the whole reason that the yoga trend started was to spread Eastern way of life and actually, hopefully, maintain more peace in the world. And spiritual health is very important. So I'm glad that there's a a uh, god agnostic. Why are we white knighting yoga? How did we get here? This joke is going too. <laughs> I'm staying out of this. I'm sorry. I tried really hard to make that work. I don't think that this is actually like an American thing because I'm seeing the winner of worst foreign actor was Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> and he won for, they cited the accountant in Batman versus Superman. Wait, he's really good in the accountant. He's also good in Batman versus Superman. I guess. Um, Emily Blunt won worst foreign actress for the girl on the train. Okay, can we stop talking about the damn yoga awards? We're stalling here. No, I can't because they're on like some like 200 IQ shit or like some completely idiotic shit. They named Joel and Ethan Cohen the worst foreign directors for Hail Caesar. What the fuck is happening, Yoga Awards? All right, whatever. All right, Dorian, what's your number 11? Oh, shit. <laughs> Talking about video game movies. <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> Let me start through the title real quick. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait a second. Which one is it? it's the final chapter, of course. So you're picking number eleven, uh Resident Evil the final chapter? Yes. Cool. Good choice. I think it was a great way to end the franchise, and uh thank God we're not getting any more of them. I mean that alone is why it should be at number eleven. I agree. Yes. All right. So Jory just selected uh Resident Evil the final chapter. You want to tell me why? Uh, because I hate the Resident Evil movies. I don't think that we need any more of them ever, and I'm so glad that the title of this one confirms that there is absolutely no way that even if they wanted to, they could be like Resident Evil. Exactly. This is the final chapter, and thank goodness for it. All I'm saying is we didn't get another good Resident Evil game until... Uh, these movies stopped being a thing exactly they were actually so toxic to the culture of the game that they couldn't make good games because the movies were tainting the reputation of the franchise jory for a fun bonus round what director would you hand the resident evil franchise to to reboot and make it ooh, invocative of its survival horror tone i would probably go with like james wan or something that's who i would say too yeah, I think that that's a great choice. Not only for the uh, for the more evocative parts of Resident Evil that people think of when they think of the games, like the mansion from Resident Evil 1 and the police station from Resident Evil 2, but also from those moments that it does like go all out, like the end of Resident Evil 2 and like these big, like disgusting monsters that the games love to put in as like uh, bosses. I think that he would be a great choice. And I think that he could make these movies like rather instead of like guilty pleasures, like something to look forward to. I agree. So Alden, we are seeping into this bottom 10. It's going to be a slow, painful ride to number 20. But with the first movie selected, Assassin's Creed and Resident Evil, the final chapter, which one would you be more eager to see? Not Resident Evil. Okay. Is she in the Underworld movies? No, that's someone else that's very similar, and the Underworld movies are extremely similar to Resident Evil. Yeah, I always thought that these two series were one and the same. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I've always mixed those up. Uh, let me look up who the hell's in Underworld. Kate Beckinsale. Wait a second, it's not that Danny McBride? <laughs> 
No, I think it's a different Danny McBride. What a meme that would be. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, well, call us a public bathroom because we're stalling. Josh, what is your number 12? <laughs> I'm just going to swing for something random. I'm just going to go based off of games I like. I'm going to go with Silent Hill. The first one? It's got Sean Bean in it. I kind of want to check it out after reading the cast list in the summary. Don't do it. Don't do it, Josh. I'm begging you. Maybe the second one is like a bigger bra moment compared to the first. That's entirely possible, but like, holy shit. Yeah, no, I, I think the cast is fine. They do a decent enough job with creating that horror atmosphere. And while these Resident Evil games or movies were going on, they were nothing like the game at all and at least the silent hill knew to keep it in the genre that it is these aren't action movies these are you know stupid horror movies that are not good kind of like the game i don't like the silent hill games that's all i'm getting at that's a hot take for another list <laughs> overrated video games number two silent hill franchise we all know what number one would be yeah it's halo no it's last of us oh you're right it is at least halo has multiple games that people can be like oh there are like three great games <laughs> You're right, it's got two and a half outstanding games. Jory, you're number 12. Good question, Nate. God, I'm looking at these, like, I'm wondering if it is too late to start going into the just, like, fuck it, this movie's awful, but it's like, <laughs> but whatever. There are, I think, still three, maybe four movies in my top 20, which isn't something to, like, you know, go by, because my taste in these movies is pretty wild. I'm going to go with House of the Dead. Okay. I saw the hilariosity on it, and I thought it looked really funny. I think of the Yui Ball uh, garbage video game adaptations, this is probably the most fun one. So I'm glad you got this one before others. Nice. Have you seen uh, Yui Ball's letterbox? Dude, it's hilarious. It's a gem. Yeah, it really is. I also think it's hilarious that he like challenged critics that didn't review his movies well to boxing matches. Yui Ball will fucking fight you. And I think it's really funny too that he makes these movies as a uh, tax write-off. Uh, he acquired the rights to these video game franchises, shot them in Germany for like no money because he was able to write off the entire trip and production off on his Canadian taxes. This man... The dude's a freaking 200 IQ level filmmaker. He has he did does not care at all if his movies are good, but pretends to, so that way his tax evasion front doesn't get busted. And now he owns a restaurant in uh, Toronto, I believe, and I'd love to check it out when Corona's over. I feel like I would get Corona after Corona's over. All right, Josh, have you uh, thought of a 13 yet? If not, I can ask Alden another tricky question. I'm just gonna draft Fantasy: The Spirits Within. Final Fantasy: The Spirit Within, a great. Great choice. One of my top 10 picks. I'm Is it really? Yeah. I'm reading stuff about it and it's kind of wild. It was the first, it was the first photorealistic computer animated feature film and was the most expensive video game inspired film until the release of Prince of Persia in 2010. Wow. And it bombed. Yeah. Yeah. I think for those technical advancements alone, it deserves a spot in the top 10 on a list like this. It not only pushed Final Fantasy, which we were talking about before recording that Final Fantasy seven is a game that's only great because of its cutscenes being a groundbreaking RPG for its time and is still beloved to this day. Final Fantasy Spirit Within takes that and just runs with it. They're like, fine, if people love our cutscenes so much, we'll make a full-length movie about it. And what Jory was saying about the Laura Croft Tomb Raider movie capitalizing on the peak of that game's popularity, Final Fantasy did that. Right before they dropped Final Fantasy X, they dropped The Spirit Within. Is it a great movie? No. 
Is it an ambitious movie? Yes. Did it push technological advancements for film further? An entirely photorealistic 3D environment that honestly still looks good to this day? It blows my mind that this movie looks as good as it does. In 2001, they spent like $180 million on this movie. I can see why. I guess my biggest issue with it is really my issue with Final Fantasy as a series where it feels like all of the stories are disconnected and all of them, even in their own context, are just nonsense. Yep. Like capitalizing on the success of the series, I feel like it doesn't really do that except for the title. Like anywhere else, I feel like it would be hard pressed to connect this to Final Fantasy VII or X or like any other game in the series to that point. I agree to a certain extent. Again, you just said is a problem you have with Final Fantasy as a franchise as a video game franchise. And the fact that they translated those same problems over to the movie sounds like a pretty faithful adaptation. Unfortunately. Good pick, Josh. Thank you for, I didn't even know this movie existed about 15 minutes ago. This is the James Cameron avatar of the list. <laughs> this was my avatar. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland was my avatar, Josh. Please don't bully me. <laughs> I love that movie. It got seven places higher than Big Fish. <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. I'm sorry, Nate. My last resort. Jory, you're number 13. <laughs> Suffocation. No breathing. <laughs> I have no last resort. What the fuck am I gonna do here? How many of these are Yui Bull movies besides the Resident Evil ones? Are all of these? What is Wing Commander? Let me look at that. Oh yeah, look that up. You're gonna really like it and you're probably gonna pick it now. Let's see. Let's see. Pilot joins the wait a second, is that fucking Freddie Prince Jr.? And Matthew Lillard. Oh my god. Alright, this is my choice. Yep, there it is. Simply because one night in the late 90s at the turn of the century at the turn of the millennium uh james gunn was watching this movie while he got the call to be like hey we gotta cast the scooby-doo movie you got any ideas the r-rated stoner comedy i'm so down yes can i make velma gay no okay how about daphne no oh well in about nine years i'm gonna make some really raunchy tweets that almost get me canceled delay guardians of the galaxy 3 and then i'm gonna bounce back because they realized i was just gonna go do dc movies but guess what i'm still in contract so i have to do that but i will come back and do guardians 3 at some point thank you disney very cool but anyways yeah wing commander for uh blonde shaggy it's a very very fun movie it's it's ironically a gem yeah i wish i could say more about this but the uh the imdb uh like plot summary is very short it's one sentence long this movie really thrives for me, just being a time capsule of the 90s in a lot of ways, uh, we were mentioning Angelina Jolie a little bit earlier uh, with the Laura Croft movies and the movie that she and Matthew Lillard do together, uh, Hackers is one of the most 90s movies I can imagine. Wing Commander is like right up there with it. Super, super cheesy. It's almost like an unironic Starship Troopers. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. It's my number 19. <laughs> Alden, which one are you more interested in watching? Hearing the difference between the uh, technical advancements in motion picture history with Final Fantasy, The Spirit Within, or the dopey cast of Wing Commander. I mean, I like Matthew Lillard, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to say Final Fantasy. Wow. 
Honk, honk. Okay. Josh, number 14. I feel like there's already so much just getting cut. This is going to be like a 15-minute episode. I'm going to cut so much. I'll just do Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Good pick. Another one of my top 20. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually seen the whole film because unlike the rest of the panel, I don't really like the first Mortal Kombat. I haven't seen it. The special effects are pretty laughable. Could be a fun drunk watch. It is one of the biggest downgrades from original movie to sequel on this list which is surprising because most people would say that Mortal Kombat's a bad movie but you don't know what a bad movie is until you see Mortal Kombat Annihilation the costumes are so cheap looking this movie was just a mess production wise the director didn't come back the cast didn't come back. I think only the guy who played Liu Kang came back. They don't have sets. They don't have environments. They didn't have a budget to match the first one, even though it made money. I guess the critical reception was enough for people to not want to invest in a follow-up. Like most of this movie takes place in like the desert. It's like a Neil Breen movie, Mortal Kombat. It's bad. Yeah, the difference between this movie and the other one is like the difference between bad and so bad it's good. Like the other one is endearing and like it had the budget behind it. Like there was an earnest effort and it's campy but like this one is like what the fuck is happening you were saying it earlier and mortal kombat kind of works like a like a dumb action movie i don't know how much of my love for it is ironic and unironic but mortal kombat annihilation is still a movie i'd watch if someone was like hey you want to watch this because it is almost so bad it's good in its own regard because of how bad it is i agree about the original mortal kombat but i feel like i'm only saying that because i am a fan of mortal kombat silent hill revelation i don't care all right uh Kit Harrington is in it, and so is Sean Bean. I think uh, whoever made the first Silent Hill movie was like, holy shit. Sean Bean was just in like one of the most popular TV shows of this decade. I gotta capitalize on that shit. We're bringing him back. He didn't die in our movie. For some reason, there was like somebody didn't look at that part of his contract. We gotta bring him back. We're gonna bring his bastard son that everybody loves and just make a really shitty <laughs> cash grab movie. You said some positive things about the first one. I don't know if I'm just misremembering the second one, but I really did not like anything about this movie. Even from like the context of the game, I felt like it was just a complete just like can I say something that's gonna blow your mind I think Silent Hill Revelation is a better movie than the first Silent Hill whoa it's like perplexed that is blowing my mind <laughs> maybe I need to watch the first Silent Hill movie I just think Silent Hill Re Revelation is more entertaining it's like it's faster paced they don't try at all with the story like Silent Hill 1 kind of drags in the first act before they get to the scary shit Silent Hill Revelation starts off with like six jump scares this is like the ultimate movie to show someone who like is scared of watching horror movies the jump scares are like one every minute and a half like it is relentless it is an exhausting movie to watch but it's also kind of hilarious it's definitely a better drunk watch watch as josh would say next hangout silent hill revelation <laughs> and wing commander the ultimate jury 13 and 14 pick double feature how are you feeling on the two lists we have right now i'm not even drinking what is this i expected the end of this list to kind of come to this but jesus okay uh josh <laughs> number 15 burger king foot lettuce my number 15 burger king foot lettuce it's gonna be a movie that kind of <laughs> looks like foot lettuce i'll go with uh <laughs> go with street fighter the legend of chun li oh boy all because i didn't want to draft a resident evil movie <laughs> okay well you avoided resident evil and yui ball in the same round at round 15 i think that's rather impressive good job <laughs> 
uh, just from the screenshots of looking up on Google Images, this movie looks looks like a looks like a big old meme. It's uh, it's worse than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Whoa, is that fucking Jason Lee? Michael Clark Duncan is in it. There are a lot of people who needed some money and made. Oh my god! I was like, wait, no, he doesn't play Balrog, does he? And he does. Is this a photo of him holding a can of beans? Yes. <laughs> what? Maybe this should have been a top five pick. I think we're watching Wing Commander and Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li. I agree. Everything I was saying about Mortal Kombat Annihilation directly translates to uh, Street Fighter Legend of Chun-Li. I guess there's some like good ironic moments, like Michael Clark Duncan holding a can of beans. <laughs> You're number 15, Burger King Foot Lettuce. I'm also going to pick a movie that looks like Burger King Foot Lettuce. I'm picking DOA Better Alive. Good call. I was waiting for this one. <laughs> it's not in my top 20, but it's one of the ones that I'm looking at right now that kind of needed to get selected sooner than later. The biggest thing that I'm missing out of here is I'm looking at the cast list and I do not see Dennis Rodman. <laughs> and I know for a fact that in the Dead or Alive video game series, there is a character that is based off of Dennis Rodman that he has acknowledged in real life as him being cool with it. So I'm just like, where's that? Devin Aoki is in this. She's an actress that I've heard of. Yeah, Steve Aoki's uh, sister. Yeah. Yeah, she was Miho in Sin City. That's what it was. <laughs> I said that's Steve Aoki's sister, but I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just agreed because I don't know what's going on and I haven't since round like five. <laughs> this is so interesting. Is it? <laughs> We're now looking at the last eight movies, the bottom four. This is going to get really, really bad. It hasn't already. <laughs> it's been bad for the last 10 rounds, but now it's going to get really, really bad. Josh, what is your number 16? Hitman Agent 47 respectable choice yeah i remember when this movie was coming out thought didn't know it was a sequel or a reboot to something never played the hitman games they're very good they are a lot of fun it's it's here yeah it is the directing of the action sequences is so bad jason bourne movies have too many cuts you haven't seen a hitman agent 47 this is one of the most overshot movies i've ever seen in my life you want to pick a number 16 I suppose. Postal. What about Postal looks interesting to you? Because I guarantee you haven't seen it. I've actually seen one scene from this movie. Tell me about that scene. It was a scene that I remember actually finding <laughs> kind of funny. It's the Postal dude. He's in, I believe it's a job interview. They keep asking him questions and like cutting him off in the middle of it with another question or just asking questions that don't make sense. Oh, so it's like Duel of the Tanks. Yeah. It's this episode of Duel of the Tanks. <laughs> The lady asks him the last question. She's like, all right, last question. What exactly is the function of a duck? And it just like cuts off there. And for some reason, like 15 year old me thought that that was extremely funny. Didn't Ron's father say that to Harry in Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> of a rubber duck. Ah, uh, gotcha. Ah. It makes a little more sense. Does it? <laughs> yeah, it does. It just sounds like some wacky British humor. Just the existence of this movie. I have no idea what the rest of the movie could possibly be. But as somebody who has played uh, Postal 2, how the fuck did a movie of that series get made in the first place? The answer is Yui Bowl, but like, what the fuck? 
If you guys aren't familiar with the Postal series, this is a series where you can kidnap stray cats and use them as silencers on your guns. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's one word for it. I love that. So what you're telling me is we need a Postal remake directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, we do. Tarantino, stop writing that garbage Star Trek movie that's not going to go anywhere and start working on Postal. That garbage Star Trek movie and Kill Bill 3 if you're going to do that for some reason. I don't think he's going to do that. Yeah, I feel like he'll come out and like, 10 years and be like hey by the way i'm really happy we haven't gotten a duke nukem movie yeah i, don't, I think duke nukem would get canceled in this day and age <laughs> duke nukem doesn't age well look at my ass do it now i'm gonna go with blood rain because what the fuck ben kingsley is in this a bad video game movie with uh ben kingsley talk about oversaturated actors ben kingsley the poor man he did Gandhi, and then everyone was like, hey, you need to be in everything. They're like, we need a British man to play somebody of a different race. And he's like, I'm coming. I'm on the way. Sexy beast. But yeah, what is this? <laughs> uh, it's a Yui Bull movie. I know that much. In 18th century Romania, after spending much of her life in a traveling circus, human vampire hybrid Rain, Kristana Loken, escapes and plots to take down her evil vampire father, Kagan, Ben Kingsley. She's discovered by three vampire hunters, Vladimir, Michael Madsen, Katar. And Michelle Rodriguez, Bastion, Matt Davis. She manages to convince them to spare her life and join her cause, but slaying a vampire as powerful as Kagan will be no easy task. There was a time where this movie was just resting on Netflix for like three years, and I was bored enough one night in middle school to just hit play. And I think I fell asleep to it because I really, like, you read me that synopsis and I literally remember about one third of that. <laughs> movies that he chooses to make says a lot more about his video game taste than it does about him as, like, a director. Because I'm looking at this shit right now and it's like, bro, what? I think he just picked games that were easy to acquire movie rights to. Like, I don't think there was any rhyme or reason. That's true. I feel like House of the Dead would be semi-difficult to acquire, though. That's a pretty, it's a fairly big arcade title. That and like Time Crisis, which they still haven't made a movie for, which kind of surprises me, but let's keep it that way, are like some of the biggest like arcade shooters of all time. All right, the movies we have left, according to uh, my count here, we've got Resident Evil Apocalypse, Alone in the Dark, In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale, Resident Evil Extinction, Far Cry, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So you're either picking a Resident Evil movie or you're picking a Yui Bowl movie. I expected it to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> At least you guys are based enough to know what's really, really bad and what's ironically so bad it's good. It's true. I'm proud of you guys. I really, really am. At this point, I feel kind of lost, though. <laughs> now it's a matter of uh, doing some research. Well, actually, this has been the last eight rounds. Uh, <laughs> typing in a title on Wikipedia and telling me some interesting facts about it. So, uh, Jory, what's your number 17? My number 17 is uh, Far Cry. I was expecting that one to be next. Uh, the biggest reason that I've kind of had my eye on this is that Till Schweiger is in it, and he went on to be in Inglorious Bastards, which is a good movie. So that's a little rags to riches tale for you. I just wanted to say, I find it kind of interesting that the Far Cry game series themselves have gone on to like be better movies slash narratives than like this movie apparently was you never hear anybody talk about this fucking movie but far cry 3 a decade later is still seen as like a groundbreaking title for like video game like character work in uh 
fuck what's his name the guy that plays Voss in that game is fantastic it seems like they're now going to be making it a point as to who they have like playing their villains because every other game since then has been very villain centric like the newest one Far Cry 6 is going to have Giancarlo Esposito playing the villain he's so good i'm glad they picked him yeah me too i haven't played a far cry game since three and i think i might pick up six just because they're starting to realize what they have i think it's really wild that he picked up the movie rights to do a far cry because the developers and the publisher had such high hopes for these games okay let's get one of the worst movie directors of all time to make a movie and no one talks about Far Cry. It's probably one of Yui Bowl's most forgotten movies, which is saying a lot because they're all very obscure unless you're like talking about video game movies. Yeah, Far Cry has elevated so much since its inception and since the creation of this movie. I don't want to see a Far Cry movie, but if you were to do a video game movie, Far Cry would be a good place to start because the main villains are, they're essentially eccentric James Bond villains in a if action video game. And it worked really well. And I mean, it would be a fairly easy adaptation to make. I mean, at the heart of all of these, it's really just like Heart of Darkness, where it's like, oh, I'm going deeper into this like setting of like filled with madness and chaos. And like, I am now making these shitty decisions and becoming a monster as well. And it's like, this is a tried and true story. It's very simple. And it's been very popular throughout the years. Like this would be a really good one to adapt. Yeah, but Yui Ball doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Because it's easily now, today, the highest profile uh, property that he's adapted. Absolutely, it is. Josh, spin the wheel of the worst. What is your number 18? So I've been doing some research on uh, Reddit threads about uh, some of these films. <laughs> oh shit, he's gone deep. Uh, for Resident Evil, I looked at the general consensus of what the actual fans think is the best one, and I wasn't expecting this, but I guess I'll draft Apocalypse. Good call. I think that's the best Resident Evil movie left. Here is where Alice is more of a superhero, and I love it. She's the best one at kicking ass, and the movie has a good enough pacing somehow this is the one that i most remember it has very good action some typical but effective subplot going on and some of the classical elements of zombie movies are present here and this is the one with jill so dot 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 you did a great job creating your own take there on resident evil apocalypse and i agree josh i'm surprised you remember this one so fondly i know like one of my favorite video game movies i also agree because i think that it's really interesting that they decided to put the nem in the second movie when in the games third one and so is jill well yeah but the third one was the most recent so paul ws anderson was like oh yeah I'm like yeah we need the stuff for that's recent stuff that's modern come on let's go i'm gonna do another line of coke before i cast my wife in another movie <laughs> How's my Paul W.S. Anderson impersonation? I've been working on it for weeks. I assume that's what he sounds like. This ranking also has the last chapter as the worst. Uh, yeah, no, I can see why Resident Evil is the weakest in the franchise to people who care about that franchise, but to people who don't, it's just a notable movie because it's the end of this madness. To people who don't, i.e. normal people. Jory, with your number 18. <laughs> Let me see if this is what I think it is. All right, I'm going to say it. Resident Evil Afterlife, specifically because from what I can tell, it's the one with uh, Val Kilmer as uh, Albert Wesker. Damn, you took Josh's next one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I just know, like, that's a huge fucking me. It is. Besides the first and the last, it's the most memorable one to me. I just, like, who thought of this shit? Who was like, we need Val Kilmer to play Albert Wesker? And why was Val Kilmer like, yeah. When was this? This one came out in, like, what, 2009? 2010. 
Oh, my bad. Yeah, this was right after Kiss Kiss Bang Bang underperformed despite him being paired with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and was like, yeah, I need some more money. Yeah, that's fair. Poor Val Kilmer. Poor guy. He deserved a much better career than he got. He needed Batman Forever 2. He's not even going to be in Top Gun 2. I feel like he's going to be in like a flashback or some shit. <laughs> Val Kilmer was in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes, he was. What man. The Jay and Silent Bob reboot gave us a conclusion to the Chasing Amy arc, which I found really fascinating. Was that a conclusion or was it a meme? I don't know. It was kind of wholesome the way they ended those characters i feel like everything that uh kevin smith does anymore is a big meme and i appreciate him a lot for it i can't wait till we do a kevin smith ranking with kevin smith we're just gonna speak that into existence kevin smith if you're listening man call me up yo kevin what do you think about batman returns (laughs) oh he loves batman returns fuck yeah he does Josh, what are you picking? Um, according to my Resident Evil ranking that I found on Reddit, the next one I should pick is Retribution. I think you're right. Controversial, but I love the inclusion of Leon and Ada, and specifically how self-aware this one appears to be. It has a good enough premise to serve as a platform to visit various scenarios where Alice just slays a bunch of zombies. The first sequence, it's one of the best of the franchise, and here the action is really good in general. So it was one of the most entertaining. Man, whoever's writing that really cares about this franchise. <laughs> I'm glad they're writing it and not us. That's what's up with Reddit. Red Letter Media caught up on all the Transformers movies at the same time. They watched three Transformers movies simultaneously. What if we did that with all six Resident Evil movies? Dude, we'll pull up all my TVs. We could do that. God. <laughs> so what was your favorite screen? <laughs> I was watching a lot of uh, Revelation because it has the shortest runtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as soon as that one ended, I left. And then like half an hour later, you guys were still here. <laughs> Sorry, we got to finish up this epic conclusion in uh, the final chapter. <laughs> it's the return of the king of Resident Evil movies. Not because it's good and won a lot of Academy Awards, but because it's fucking over now. Speaking of return of the king, my 19 is going to be in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale this is one that i'm just looking at the cast list for and i'm like even if it's a yuli bowl movie i feel like i would it's at least enough of a meme for me to like sit through i was gonna draft this a couple of rounds ago and then i found a reddit thread that says i just watched the worst movie ever in the name of the king we've been there for like five movies josh most time you've ever spent on reddit ever so Jason Statham is in it, Ron Perlman is in it, Ray Liotta is in it, and Matthew Lillard is in it. Here that the script had to be rewritten too closely resembled the Lord of the Rings trilogy. (laughs) I kind of want to watch this. Somebody said this was seven years ago. Somebody said Magic Mike is the worst movie ever, at least in the name of the king is cheesy. Bro, what? What a weird take. Surprised in the name of the king got put this low, if I'm being completely honest. It's another one of those terrible Yui Ball movies that's, uh almost worth watching almost i would say it's up there with house of the dead in terms of the ones that he made that are just so terrible that they're almost worth going to for that cast alone all these credible actors just wasting time with a yui ball movie is just something to idolize and yeah no they did have to change the script because it's pretty much a ripoff of like return of the king it's sitting comfortably at four percent on rotten tomatoes I've never, ever played a Dungeon Siege game. I don't even know what those are. I'm assuming it's a really bad Dungeons & Dragons ripoff RPG game for the SNES and or Sega Genesis. Role-playing game developed by Gas Powered Games and published by Microsoft in April 2002. Oh, so it's way more recent than that. Wow. All right, Josh, your last pick. What is the worst video game movie that is not as bad as the one that Jory's stuck with? <laughs> <laughs> Extinction, Resident Evil Extinction or Alone in the Dark? I'm just gonna 
go with <laughs> Resident Evil Extinction. All Resident Evil movies in this last did Resident Evil Extinction uh, say on Reddit? It's the second to last one, so it's not the worst one according to this person. Although, I like the desert theme. I think it came across as one of the most boring ones. It's not as bad, but on a long term, it's the most forgettable. Yep, good call. And Jory, why is Alone in the Dark a better movie than Resident Evil Extinction? Because Christian Slater and Tara Reid are in it, and Yui Bull has gone on record several times that he has stated that he has regretted having Tara Reid in the film. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. There's a whole Reddit thread on this movie, too. This is like the first time Yui Bull started getting, like, attention. He made that House of the Dead movie and no one really saw it. It has really wacky editing. And, like, by the time he got to this Alone in the Dark, I guess it was a game that people cared more about than the arcade cabinet adaptation of the House of the Dead. People were pissed about this movie. This is the lowest rated <laughs> in the list yeah this movie has a nine on metascore it's got a one percent on rotten tomatoes and a 2.4 on imdb alone in the dark is potentially in the top five worst movies of all time <laughs> and that's why it's the biggest meme you will not forget this movie like you will resident evil extinction all right were you boys writing down your list i have mine written down oh shit <laughs> josh do you want me to read yours yeah <laughs> that picture of michael clark duncan has to be in the thumbnail <laughs> Yeah, it does. I'll see what I can do. My number one is Detective Pikachu. Number two, Tomb Raider 2018. Number three, Rampage. Number four, uh, Angry Birds 2. Number five, Warcraft. Number six, Angry Birds the movie. Number seven, the Super Mario Bro Brothers movie. Number eight, Laura Croft Tomb Raider 2. Number nine, Ratchet and Clank. Number 10, Need for Speed. Number 11, Assassin's Creed. Number 12, Silent Hill. Number 13, uh, Final Fantasy, Spirit Within. Number 14, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Number 15, Street Fighter 2. Number 16, uh, Hitman Agent 47. Number 17, Blood Rain. Number 18, Resident Evil Apocalypse. Number 19, Resident Evil Retribution. And number 20, Resident Evil Extinction. Um, anyways, my list... Uh, number one, Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo versus Mew. Number two, Sonic the Hedgehog. Number three, Mortal Kombat. Number four, Resident Evil 2002. Number five, Doom. Number six, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Number seven, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Number eight, Street Fighter. Number nine, Hitman. Number 10, Max Payne. Number 11, Resident Evil, The Final Chapter. Number 12, House of the Dead. Number 13, Wing Commander. Number 14, Silent Hill Revelation. Number 15, DOA Dead or Alive. Number 16, Postal. Number 17, Far Cry. Number 18, Resident Evil Afterlife. Number 19, In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale. And number 20, Alone in the Dark. Alden, what are your thoughts on these two lists? Top five, top four are okay. It's a hot mess below that on both lists yeah what's really standing out to me in the top four on jory's list is the first resident evil movie i think it's an entertaining enough movie but i don't know i feel like it's it's pretty high especially when you look at some of the movies that he put underneath it it's kind of like wow that was kind of way out of left field like the first resident evil movie is better than laura croft tomb raider it's better than yeah i mean honestly that's kind of the only glaring issue i find more entertainment value in street fighter as well wing commander i mean jory got a lot of my guilty pleasures josh got a lot of the ones that i think should have been like top five further down in his list yeah super mario bros movie 
um and like he got detective pikachu he got the recent tomb raider he he stole some pretty solid movies early on philly started off really strong with pokemon the first movie his justification for that being the best video game movie was really really solid I would say Jory's first two are really strong. His top three is great. Mortal Kombat's my number one. I haven't seen it. That's why I can't judge it. Josh's like 18 through 20 is just Resident Evil. I mean, at least they're at the bottom. Honestly, for me, I think Josh's top 10 weighs a lot heavier. I like Jory's decision to stick with the Yui Ball movies closer to the bottom than the Resident Evil movies, though, because I do think if I was being forced to watch bad movies, I'd want to watch Yui Ball because they are notably so bad. Whereas the Resident Evil movies, they have a fan base. I don't know. This is probably the toughest decision I've had to make. I personally think Assassin's Creed was too too high really i think it's way too low i tried watching that on a delta flight to i don't even remember and i didn't even finish it i did make a top 20 myself and it was even that was extremely close uh jory had nine of the of the 20 and josh had 11 but jory had on average the movies that i like more higher rated than josh did which is kind of a big deal for me but at the same time it came down to which silent hill movie i put in my top 20 which is kind of invalid they're pretty much tied there as well so this is wild jory grabbed the better laura croft tomb raider movie but then at the same time josh yoinked super mario bros movie in an incredibly low position according to my list that was my number two video game movie like i don't know i feel like jory's four and five are just so terrible like why the hell is resident evil at number four why is doom at five that's before he did but you you could have waited until the bottom five to draw. no i couldn't have waited that's not how drafts work dude i don't think josh was gonna fight you for resident evil until the bottom 10 i really wasn't damn so i'm comparing y'all's list to mine and i only ranked the movies i saw uh so there's eight on my list josh has six movies on my list and jory has two what are the two movies that jory had prince of persia and pokemon where was prince of persia in your list actually it's also at six i feel like josh played it really safe i think jory had more wild takes but i think josh played this in a really kind of uh, calculated manner even if it wasn't by design i think if josh was a little bit bolder with some of his hot takes i would be taking his list no question putting super mario bros movie in your top 10 and it's not going to be in your top five like it's just coasting between angry birds the movie even though you've already drafted the second one and laura croft tomb raider 2 like i don't know at least just put that in your top five at that point in my opinion uh the and Clank movie being in his top 10 is kind of a bra moment but if they had like their picks ranked up already this would be a completely different scenario all right I've got an idea. How we're going to determine this, there are 20 movies. We're going to go head to head and say which one we think is better in that position. And then hopefully we don't have a tie because my list is pretty much a tie. I know where I'm leaning. So that's Alden, Detective Pikachu or Pokemon the first movie. I'm going to have to say Pokemon. Yeah, I'm with you. So Pokemon the first movie gets the dub. Tomb Raider versus Sonic the Hedgehog. I know you haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I'm saying Tomb Raider. Okay. I'm split there. I'm going to say... Sonic the Hedgehog there. Okay, Rampage versus Mortal Kombat. I'm on Mortal Kombat. I'm on Rampage. Okay, great. We're split there. Uh, Angry Birds Movie 2 or Resident Evil 2002. I'm going to say Angry Birds Movie 2. I'm also saying Angry Birds. Uh, Warcraft versus Doom. I'm on Warcraft. 
I'm on Doom. Okay, we're split there. Uh, Angry Birds the movie versus Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Mm, Angry Birds for me. Okay, I'm going to agree with you there. Angry Birds the movie is slightly better than Prince of Persia. Uh, Mario Bros. the movie versus Lara Croft Tomb Raider. This is number seven. This is a super difficult one for me. I'm going to say Mario Bros. I'm on Mario Bros. as well, so that's another point for Josh. Lara Croft Tomb Raider, Cradle of Life versus Street Fighter. I'm on Street Fighter here. I'll also go Street Fighter. Okay, point jewelry. Ratchet and Clank versus Hitman. Uh, both suck, but Hitman's a little bit better in my opinion. I agree. Need for Speed versus Max Payne. Need for Speed. Okay, me too. Assassin's Creed versus Resident Evil Final Chapter. I- I'm going with Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah. Silent Hill versus House of the Dead. <laughs> These are both really high. I'm going to go with House of the Dead. I'm going to agree. I'm not a fan of Silent Hill. Okay, Final Fantasy Spirit Within versus Wing Commander. This is another tough one for me. I'm going to go with Final Fantasy Spirit Within for the technological advancements instead of a guilty pleasure. See, I already said Final Fantasy before and George made a clown nose sound logistically i think it's the better call i think you're you were right earlier even though i thought you were being a clown at the moment all right mortal kombat annihilation versus silent hill revelation i'm gonna go with annihilation because i've seen it more uh i'll tag along okay street fighter legend of chun Li versus dead alive i'm gonna say street fighter i'm gonna go with dead or alive uh hitman agent 47 versus postal i'm gonna go with postal here I'm gonna go postal because of the poster that's in Blood general. Rain versus Far Cry. I'm gonna go with Far Cry. Uh, same. Resident Evil Apocalypse versus Resident Evil Afterlife. I don't fucking care. Uh, do you have a preference? Um, no. Okay, we're just gonna not vote on that one. And then Resident Evil Retribution versus In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege Tale. I'm gonna go with In the Name of the King. I'll tag along. Okay, and then Resident Evil Extinction versus Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark was the lowest rated movie in this list, so I'm going to go with that. It's so bad, it's good, right? All right, so then counting this up, we've got eight and a half points for Josh, nine points for Jory. It came down to that. Half a point. Wild shit. Jory wins by half of a point. The way I did this, the movies that we both selected got one whole point. The movies that we were split on got half a point, and Jory's list wins by half a point fuck yeah wow <laughs> so i was leaning josh i kind of was too but i thought jory had ballsier takes and i think that this list proves that correct hell yeah let that be a reminder to all of you co-hosts who want to come up against me in the second duel of the takes draft the winner of season one of duel of the takes is jory Boston. <laughs> yeah it is Never forget it. Luigi strikes again. Before we end this episode, a little bit of a retrospective. How do we feel about this new format, the draft battle? I like it a lot. That that got very suspenseful at the end, not gonna lie. Definitely putting the orchestral version of of the song uh, underneath me and Alden trying to count this shit. (laughs) I think that the best thing Personally, I think I'm feeling how Nate felt last week. I do personally feel like I did draft better. I I honestly think Jory drafted two shit-tier films in his top five. (laughs) You really did, though. I think you Jory made some fair points throughout the draft. As far as the format goes, the only thing that I wish we had in this format was I wish we had a little more head-to-head, like arguing because at the moment it kind of feels like we're both kind of separately piecing it together and it's like oh shit you took that fuck it i wanted that and you can't really detract from somebody else's list i mean i think there would have been more of that if we knew the movies after the top five i pretty much counterpicked josh's every time i picked something i was like okay well josh picked this but this is better 
even though I was the leadoff. I, I think there could be some strategy and manipulation moving forward if we were to do this uh, format again, which we will. Yeah, no, I agree that there's that. I just wish that there was more arguing. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it does feel like a more formal debate. I want the blood. I want the tooth and nail. I mean, we started out arguing, though, comparing Pokemon movies, and then it just kind of went down from there because we just slowly started to not know anything. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for watching this episode of Duel of the Takes. As always, thanks, co-hosts, for being here and debating fucking video game movies. I'm so glad we didn't do this as a ranked. I would have hated it. That would have been a miserable episode. I have fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well... I'm excited to see who takes on Jory next, uh, next time we do a draft battle. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Duel of the Takes podcast. Jory is dubbed the winner for the first ever draft battle tournament. If you haven't already, check out the Duel of the Takes YouTube channel, where we have highlights of every episode, bonus lists, and hot takes, as well as some comedy sketches and more. Be sure to tune in next week, where we will be ranking all 12 films in the Disney Renaissance with special guest Matt King. And as always, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.